0: you. podcast hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the beer fridge podcast real beer real breweries real opinions as always wherever have you listen to this podcast make sure you subscribe and hit that thing like a like to be notified of all the latest episodes you can show your support by giving us a five star rating We're big slags for the five stars bring them on or you can show your official support by heading to our patreon page patreon.com forward slash beer fridge podcast gain access to exclusive content and much more patreon.com forward slash beer Bridge Podcast. My name's Gavin, I've got my usual drinking buddies in the form of Callum and MD. Good evening, gents.
1: Hello, hello. Good evening and I'm proud to say we're joined tonight by the lads from Stannery uh, Brewery. So we've got Chris, Gary and Mark. How are you doing, fellas? Okay, thank
2: you. Yeah.
3: Well,
1: thank you. Really, um, but I was not get you on. I know it's been a long time coming. Um, uh, we've been uh, had it scheduled a couple of times. We've missed each other. Our user are off at gallivanting at B-Rex, drinking loads of beer, checking out equipment and all that fun stuff and so I'm glad we finally managed to pin us all down to to record uh, an episode um, because obviously we've started drinking your beer at this moment in time too oh. and waft, As uh, I'm just going to start um, but anyway I, like, I'm guessing Gav you wanted to start on where we're drinking or... Buckeye okay. okay. right, cool <laughs> um... <laughs> Firstly, I always like to say thank you, gents, for sending us some beers. Yes. It's always uh, very kind, uh, very, very kind of you um, to do so. Um, I'm just going to start, since I'm blethering, uh, to now. be honest with you. And, uh, I've started with all that jazz. <laughs> I don't know how to go with the full jazz thing there. 4.2% uh, uh, session pale ale, uh, part of your core range, um, according to your can here, Um one, firstly, can are wicked. Can feel incredible. Um you've gotta get you've gotta give props to the can feel. Um yeah. bit of sandpapery aspect. Love it. Uh, this is a four point two percent session paleo and I've gotta admit, as soon as it hit the glass, I'm thinking this is gonna be a big bad boy. Like it, it it looks the part, it's hazy as hell, it's head retention's insane, it's a beautiful, beautiful colour, like Tangerine, orange, a bit of honey—if you want to go that far—but um, flavor, boys, like this thing is beautiful. Like at four point two percent, if I blind tasted this thing, um, and I kind of wish I did now, I would have been like, you know, it's—it's it's a bit, it is sessionable, but you know, it's got a bit of a bite to it. It's got creaminess. It's you can t- you get the oats and everything that come through from it. It's got that dank. Can I? uh grassiness that you like well i love anyway it just kind of like kind of sort of draws the cheeks together enough but like followed up with just a good chunk of like um tropical notes i would have been like it's a five and a half it's a six percent beer like that's what i would have thought but four four point two percent uh honestly is and the boys will be the first to tell you i try my hardest to pick holes in beers like i'm not the one like That'll blow smoke up our guests or if that's the nicest way to do it. I honestly try and I'm I'm gonna drink it and try and find something to pick these up on, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Um but after three or four mouthfuls I've had so far, it is delicious. Delicious. Anyway, I've ranted so far. Uh,
0: somebody else talk. How <laughs> you wanna go?
4: No, mate, because I'm loaded with a flu, cold, right. whatever. Right, and I can't really do justice to this. So you tell us what I'll it's t- like. I'll how, tell you. What, I'll tell you what, you're what I can expect once my senses come back, and I can I'll, I can appreciate the second can.
0: <laughs> I'll tell you the joys of this beer. So this is a uh, Fathead. It is a American brown ale at seven point four percent. It's got our friends of Comet and El Durodo, in there. Um, <laughs> this beer should be renamed uh, and should no longer be called Fathead, and it should be called Fuck with Your Head. Um, this it comes out and it looks a lovely colour in terms of brown ale. It's exactly what you're expecting from a brown ale. Lovely and dark. Almost to the point of being black, to be fair. It's malty, it's rich. Stone fruit comes through right at the kind of forefront of this beer. And at the back end it's there's like a toffee kind of sweetness and a lovely dryness. And I was slightly bitter, I a slightly bit of a bit of finish in the back end of it. But I tell you what, not what I was fucking expecting when I was getting a brown ale. I was no at no point that was I was I thinking stone fruit kind of tropical flavors, but by God are they fucking flavors in there? and It's fucking amazing. Um, I'm I, I genuinely genuinely think this is a, a tremendous beer, and if you get your chance to get your hands on it, you you should do because one it's amazing. Can feel like you said Mark uh, is great on these cans, but fuck me, what a beer! You guys should a...
5: judge the beer at <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we've had
1: you <laughs> honestly um, we'll put it this way whatever fucking beat this beer that I'm drinking like bring it on because it's I, don't, that I, I that know a, a, a what jazz was it didn't, didn't,
6: wasn't finalist was it so it's uh yeah. due, it's, it's being entered again that one for this year
5: Jazz lost out in the final of the Taste of the West Awards to a stout wasn't it
6: was it
5: a porter or
1: a stout? It was, a, the, um, it was a porter, and it was um, a hot-back brewery, wasn't it? Yeah, hot brewery. Yeah. How can you compare... Sorry, like, how can you compare a porter and a pail? You know what I mean? Like, I get, like, best beer What's and all the rest the of it. It's yeah. But, it, like, honestly, that, that depends on the weather outside. It depends on, the, you know, everything, like, when it comes to, like... The, the temperature of the beers, you know, a porter's probably served a bit warmer. Like, in my opinion, it should be... Like, you can't... You can't you can compare. Like, that's... Oh, no, Whoever, like... Whoever ran that event, that's. I'm calling bullshit. There you I'm go. I'm calling bullshit as well.
6: 100%. You were but. surprised to have lost the stout, didn't we? Yeah. Of yeah. all beers, yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a bloody... Uh, yeah, it's a fruity beer, that one, isn't it? And it's... Um, it's... Wow, it's... Yeah, as far as the hop wants to go, it's, uh, <laughs> it's loaded with hops. It's, it's got a, it's got a bit of a funny story behind it because it's actually the starting gravity, which is the thickness of the beer on this one, is uh, ten fifty two, which for a four point two beer is incredibly thick. Like, yeah. you could have you got that, you could have almost got six percent out of that if you'd fermented it right down, but we actually finish it at ten twenty two with a special yeast strain that we've got. Fucking that hell, it's fine, brings, man. that oh. brings in like four point two, and it's got the mouthfeel and thickness of a dipper. But a four point two beer, and we've been working on this and working on it. And um, to be honest, where we are now with this particular recipe, it's, uh, it's bang on, and it? it's where everybody's happy with the um, the, it's the it's the finish and the base of the beer. Yeah, it's the malt character and the wheats and the oats that have given us that base for us to carry the hops
0: through. Yeah. I think it's one so of those I'm things. It, it's one of those things like when you do have a session pill, like you might be having a session pill because like you're driving or whatever, or you're just maybe having a one or two, but you still want occasionally I know I do anyway, you still want that body, you still want that thickness, and sometimes session pills just they're just a wee bit limp wristed in that in that area. But fuck me.
1: Can I just go quick proper geeky on you and ask like <clears throat> was it was it a mistake? Like finding, like in in terms of the finishing gravity being so high, rather than because like, normally uh, you try and ferment it down, don't you? Like, but
6: yeah, I mean, um, no, I mean, we, we, we specifically with all our New England IPAs, we've all finished at 10 within the realms of 1020, they never go any lower than that.
3: Anywhere.
6: I no. mean, we've had repeat offender, shine on, and hair trigger, which are all three New England IPAs. All finishing at 1022 in the last three batch of brews, and then just to follow up with Jazz being exactly where we wanted it on that brew as well, oh. meant that the mouthfeel. And I mean, we are incredibly lucky in Devon because we've got beautiful Dartmoor water, so we've got nice soft water. So, mm-hmm. our water additions and our chemicals that we have to add are um make it very soft and very fluffy. And it's it is we do have we do have nice water to work with as well, so yeah, it does help,
0: which always but- helps. Um to push it back towards Fathead just for a second. Ten malts are in this beer. Yeah,
5: yeah it's incredible. What the fuck? <laughs> it takes back to our homebrewing days. It's one of the first um, beers we made, and we had back then. We up an array of different malts. <coughs> we just went for it one day, trying to make a black IPA. so Dark Fuge, wasn't it? First. No, that was a Kiwi Black IPA. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiwi Fuge Black IPA. When
0: so when do you just sitting there? You've got all these malts. You went. Should we just fuck them all in? Nah, fuck it. Let's go.
5: Yeah, we're trying to make a black IPA, but it never went black. <laughs> it just stayed brown every time. Yeah. Um, we went to town on it one night, drinking it, the two of us, and then um, we came in the next morning stinking hangovers, and that's where Fathead comes from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, maybe maybe mm. keep the name then, maybe
0: keep the name. It's got one
5: particular malt in it that, that we've sort of stuck with, but we've,
6: yeah. we've got all the others, but that's the sort of the one of the base malts that we use, which gives it that beautiful toffiness, doesn't it? Mm.
0: Yeah. Um, like I said, that that kind of sweet toffee flavor comes through in the back, and it like said, it finishes. It's, it finishes like a traditional brown ale, and what you expect is that is the the front of it with the the stone fruits. It just it just takes you somewhere else where you're not expecting. And it goes, and we're back in the room. You're back in where you're meant to be. Kind of in that brown ale, kind of toffee, that kind of multi flavor. But oh man, i was well, mud water in the early
5: days, is not it? Yeah. On the water,
6: yeah, we make <laughs> the water, and um, nowadays we um, we use the brow cell finings and we uh, we brighten it up so it, it actually becomes a proper brown ale. But it was um, our, our West Coast IPA with West was much the same, wasn't it? In the early days, it was quite mm. muddy, but um, yeah, we've got we've got we've got a bit more refined with it over the years. Yeah,
0: yeah. definitely, definitely, absolutely loving it. Like, are, are you? Have you tried it, Cal? Or you, you do you want to put your five p in?
4: Well, I me. Mean, uh, now that I've listened to what, you're, what you've said, you can definitely pick up on the, the, the malty sweetness at the end. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely getting tons of... No, I'm saying tons. I'm getting a certain amount of aroma when I'm sticking my beaker in the glass. Um, so I'm, I'm quite sure the hops are singing there. And El Dorado is probably my favourite hop. So as what I say, I'm... really. I'm, uh, sorry, El Dorado is my favourite <laughs> hop. Um, so I'll, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to um, drinking this beer again once I'm feeling a bit... Uh, a bit better, but um, but yeah, I'm. I, I totally agree with. For what I can taste, anyway, you're you're spot on, gap Yeah, I'm
0: getting better at this shit. Um, like you said, we've got the guys from Stanley here joining us this evening on the podcast. Um, we should really kind of start the question where it kind of all started for you guys, a little bit of history and where the kind of brewery, um, came to be and how it all started. Who wants to take that? Over oh, to you guys. <laughs> they started it with a homebrew.
5: Yeah. Um. Well, 2015, 2016, Chris was a home brewer. He started making beer, introduced us to it. And then we all just got on board. And then the dream of creating your own brewery off the back of guys like Beaver Town. um, are just over the border in Cornwall. And you saw home brewers that were making it big. And yeah, off the back of that, we kicked it off in a small garage unit on, what what were we 30 litre to start with? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 30 30, litre yeah basically producing one keg and selling off two taps um wow. each time just to friends and family and then it was it 2018 we went and got our thousand liter kit and then gone from there really with yeah I, in I, the I, middle, I, which is like a I, bit of a kick in the balls for everybody but yeah
0: <laughs> It I was reading on your website and stuff and like you said, kinda of twenty eighteen, nineteen is when you kinda of massively invested in the brewery. Was there something that kicked you in that direction? Was it kind of you getting positive feedback, etc.? And you thought, you know what, if we're gonna do this, let's just go balls deep and just fucking go for it.
6: Yeah, literally that We had a moment, didn't we? Yeah. We were probably really stupid. we many had we, did you have we, paints, we we'd talk, we'd <laughs> the time. Yeah, have decision.
2: yeah.
6: But um yeah, we kind of had this passion to we we love American hops, didn't we? That's yeah. what really drove, drove us. And we suddenly couldn't <coughs> buy any of the beers that we make in any of the pubs around here. So yeah. I mean, it's completely different now. You go to supermarket and buy a decent beer. But yeah. we were kind of driven to show people and give people our experience of what these flavours can be and how beer can be so different from uh, from warm brown ale, which yeah. is what we drink down here in Devon. It's everywhere. Um, yep. To beautiful, um, vibrant, hoppy beers that we just love. Um, yeah, we just... Be, well, it all happened when the got, electric got cut off, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we were forced into it,
5: probably, yeah. actually. I was yeah. in Portugal at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, well, Mike was a cider drinker. And then we dragged him to London and introduced him to hops. So I don't think he's drunk cider since. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and then he came on board,
2: yeah, a few years later. No, I'm just a craftaholic. Uh, That's
4: uh, it. I love it. Yeah. There's worse things to be, mate. There's worse things to be than a
2: craftaholic. <laughs> and we've all been mates for... Over thirty years, so it's sort of the the bond's grown with the business as well. So it's um, it's kept us all. We all moan at each other, but you know, I think if we weren't such great friends, we wouldn't be sat here today, like with the, the business the way it is, you know, and the way the hard times have been, and the COVID sort of thing. But it's yeah, just been
4: such great pals as well, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a testament to the strength of the to the bond that that COVID didn't they fuck didn't they fuck the whole thing up too much.
6: Yeah. Oh, no. it's been tough. We could
2: have it's been like stress levels over the last few years have been
0: insane. Just yeah. had to drink through it. <laughs> you're exactly. here, here? Aye, you're here, here. Produce more beer and just fucking drink it. Why not? <laughs> well, if you hey. make beer like this though, I'd be um, quite happy
1: sitting like but if my if any of my homebrew came out anywhere near this, I would be like, God, I would never leave the house. I wouldn't be able to because I wouldn't be able to drive. You know what I mean? Be, like,
5: yeah, it was a bit like that for a couple of years. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
5: <No man. laughs> Fuck. I find it incredible.
1: I, 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 I'm, I'm actually shocked in a way that it's only a thousand liter kit that you've got. Like, I don't know why. I maybe pictured it being a slightly bigger setup. Um, 10
6: I haven't 10 seen.
1: Liters, yeah. Yeah you know, in the grand scheme, it's, you know, not overly... Do you um, do you ferment in, like, bigger vessels or anything like that, or do you... Is it just one batch in and you kind of ferment the same, so you don't like double double brew or anything like that?
5: No, not yet. That would be the plan. We'd literally just churn it out. It's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Chris does. He's flat out all the time, but... Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's hard work. No, yeah, it no. a,
6: a slightly bigger FV that we can split batches into don't we, and we yeah. things and... But at the moment, we're just uh, we're just bashing it out as
3: much as we can. Yeah. It's
1: literally it doesn't stay the same very long. It's out and sold. So. Mm-hmm. Mate, oh. way, it's actually the dream at the end of the day, isn't it? Like you say, you're kind of basically pre-sold beer before it's ready. It's gone before it's, you know, it's getting a fong into a keg or a can. But, you know, it's basically gone or it's going to sit on your shelf for, you know, a week or so or whatever it might be. And then you're both on the next thing and it's just that turnover. Because um, at least... You know that at the end of the day, obviously, there's a lot of money that goes into brewing now, even more money now than ever, with yeah. electricity and gas and hot prices and all that kind of stuff. And knowing the fact that you're going to get your return relatively quick allows you to then at least tee up the next batch pretty quickly. And, you know, it keeps the it keeps the motor running
5: as, as such. Yeah. It's our taproom that keeps us running.
1: Yeah, man, I bet. Yeah,
5: very much so. I yeah. Well,
1: the thing is, like, we always say that with uh, breweries that have can, you can brew. Are you brewing at the same location? And then, yeah. Well, yeah, well, even better, isn't it? You know, your the beer's not traveling. It's as, as fresh as it's ever going to be in your place compared to anywhere else. Uh, and you don't have to worry about distribution. You just what we what we loading onto this thing next, right? We've got we just brewed this today. Just never. Right. Have,
6: we'd never. We'd never have enough beer at the stage. we But it would be if the distributor wanted us we at that point
5: where we just we
0: would have to invest a little bit more cash yeah. get a few more FPs yeah. to be yeah, able to would be another jump yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Gilroy good evening sir good evening how are you sorry I'm
3: late I didn't get late. into work right. till quarter past fucking seven and this all that jazz has just improved my life about 300% <laughs> definitely made my Tuesday fucking a million times better that's for certain <laughs> um, that, it's tremendous the big Beautiful. hit of Yazzacca on it is superb, isn't
1: it? Aye.
3: But it yes. tastes far more, like, like the flavour profile for it is of a much bigger beer than that. In terms of... Hey, we're, uh, we're, we're singing. <laughs> is it? It's like a, it's a 6%, 6.5% beer. Mate, I, I,
1: thank God I texted you on my tasting notes beforehand, because hey. you're basically just spouting them back out. <laughs>
0: Saying the exact same thing. I'm I'm genuinely looking forward to you two trying fat ahead by the way. Looking forward yes. to that. Hundred percent looking forward to that. Um gentlemen, where does the name come from?
2: What all the jazz?
0: No, Stannery, sorry. I should have been more specific there.
2: It's uh it's uh, the Cornish word for tin, um, and it relates to the tin mining wagons or the
5: Stanley towns that they had. Uh-huh. Um you can explain it better, guy. Okay? Yeah, it is. Originally, there was three Stannery towns, and they would hold a parliament, and the price of tin in the area would be decided between the parliaments or something like that. Um, so, yeah, there was us, Tavis. Bobby, uh, Tavistock, Plympton, and now that was the fourth one. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Tracy. Tracy, Ashburton, and Ashburton. Um, yeah, off our logo. So, you've got three like ticks on our logo, is the, yep. the original three Stannery towns. That's so how we've done it. There's also a pagan symbol around Dartmoor that you'll see on churches um, called the Dancing Hairs, which is three hares danced in a circle. Yep. So our logo is also a, um, abstract. an abstract form of that. And on a full moon, the three of us dance
2: around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I cannot wait for the the next beer launch video to watch you boys like doing the like, ring around so, the so roses as hear the was- beer.
0: TikTok, <laughs> yeah. uh, right on the talk text, TikTok. My <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the process like for you guys going through a new beer? Um, are you just going for stuff that you guys like to drink? Are you following trends, or are you are you occasionally being a bit experimental with things? Talk us through that process of of, of going through a new beer. Well, we got a new beer
6: going coming on Friday,
5: have not we? Yeah, the collab.
6: Yeah. yeah, so we did a collab with Black Iris on um on friday um and you know you're at a stage where you've got design a recipe and what you do with and we to be honest with you you pick a base recipe mm-hmm. and then we just increase the malt slightly for a bit more abv and then between us we've decided we uh <laughs> ironically after talking about um um repeat offender fired and um and eldorado eldorado is being featured in this collab talius and eldorado are the two hops between us we picked you know, so it's like, um yeah, talk about the sort of style of beer. You want Um work out the ABV where we are, or from a malt beer of a from a malt beer of a previous beer, really. Yeah. So we've got a base, you know, where to be. So a lot of our beers are based from a base recipe, and then we go up or down. So like most of our New England stuff are um, remotely based around the base of a hair trigger, or mm. um and then the lower ones. Winnemucca is a um, you know sort of five and a half percent, and then we've got. Jazz, 4.2. So we're just playing around with the malt bills on those ones, really.
2: And then we made one called Meeting of Mines, where we all picked hops between ourselves and what we wanted. Um, obviously, we, we had a miner on the can, to so Meeting of Mines. Yep. We cross over there With the tin mining and stuff, and that's how we made that one. So we, we all picked our favourite hops. And that. Favourite hops, yeah. and made a recipe and, and smashed one out yeah, there, and it came out pretty well. Yeah.
0: yeah I think the... I think if we did that, it, 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 Potentially be a riot. No, it'd be amazing. <laughs>
1: the, the 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 issue you would have is what hop kind of do you lead the beer with? You know, so I'm get if you depending on the style, I'm guessing. But you know, if you're throwing tons of hops in, it's going to be IPA or pale or double or something along those lines. I went
2: with Nelson. Nelson, no, good man. Yeah, Didn't I do. Didn't I'll do, 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 Sim, do. Sim, Simcoe?
5: Simco, yeah. I would cry. And I was El Dorado. <laughs> <laughs> the figures a lot with us. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually one of the best flavoured beers we make. We've had equal amounts as well. We didn't. Uh, so, so yeah, it's that's what I was trying to work out. Yeah. How do
1: you decide what's going to be like the, the weed, you know, the weed hop? Because uh, you know, obviously, well, El Dorado and Nelson have got very different flavour profiles if you lead with one, you know, and, or the other. But then I suppose the dryness of Nelson mixed with. That kind of funk of Elder to and then honestly, like if we made one, it'd be quite funny. We would have got Nelson.
0: Well, you got two. You got two that brew into it, at Or in fact, I'll rephrase that: two that brew and two that taste.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Then we wow. just. I would just be like a uh, fire. that in. fuck it. You, uh, you,
4: you,
3: make make what you want. You still
4: I know hops know. though. You would still throw a hop in. You've still got an opinion on
0: the it, hops. Course uh, ah, of course we would. of course Not Just I don't know.
4: But.
3: But then if we reserve if we reserve that we get to have all the judgment. If we throw hops in then it's partly our fault if it's shite. <laughs> Whereas if we <laughs> if we keep stim we can rip it to shreds and that's fine. Yep. Yeah, Which we've yeah. done successfully until this point. So why change the habit of a lifetime so far? We'll that's just true. continue throwing stones from our glass houses. <laughs> exactly, good
0: mix, good mix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definite good mix. Um, Jeremy, you, you ventured um, north up to BRX, was it last week? That was last week. Um, coming away from it, I, I mean, I was going to go myself and last minute decided not to. Was it a kind of coming away feeling positive about how, how the industry's going or was it more of a, I wonder who's not going to be here next year?
5: Yeah. Gary, tell them. <laughs> It wasn't great. And the beer ex was, the exhibition was fine, mm. but it, we sat in on one of the talks on the changes to the beer duty, which has the potential to completely scupper most craft breweries' beer-making profile yes. because the way that things will change. It, it was frightening and made us quite angry, to be honest, yeah. because you could see, and my you know, very cynical look at it, is the fact that it's almost like a big... Macro breweries have gone to the government and said, we need our piece of the market back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to put the, um, trying to think of the words, beer the relief. scale of it. Yeah, to change the beer relief on that you will be voted or rated on the percentage you beer. So uh, most craft breweries really go for the high ABV beers, whereas macro does not yeah and you could see that to make higher ABV beers for health reasons in brackets as they would say is punishing craft breweries more than it well the macro guys Mm -hmm. and that's how we came away feeling from it and then one of the comments was that the government wants to make growler fills illegal was just like you what just uh it was and that because we came they, away don't very want, angry. they don't
6: want supermarkets selling drugs because there is beer, this will look, higher yeah. beer relief duty on keg. Or, so do you remember when um, Boris and Rishi were holding a 30 litre plastic keg and they announced that they were they were going to give you extra beer relief on 50 litres and above? And he was holding a 30 litre keg mm. from it? Mm-hmm. Um yeah. That was, the, that was the first bit. Well, they, from that now, they've said that they're going to give you beer relief on all cake products from 20 litres right up to 50. Um, so what they, they're saying they don't want is supermarkets selling
5: growler fills. Yeah, oh, because basically cans, you won't get beer relief on small pack, but you'll get the 19 pence in the pound on draft products. Right. So to stop supermarkets stocking draft products and selling it in growlers, they're going to make growler fills illegal. Like
1: that makes, uh,
5: like the
1: the whole industry is an absolute shit show, to be honest with you. And I'm like, like, but that won't work in Scotland. And I know we're in different. Like, if DRS comes in in Scotland, where they're going to put all this price and charge people for cans and bottles, it's like most places are going to then be like, you see, no force, but they're going to look to fill grillers and. Re- recyclable okay. vessels and all that kind of stuff to ensure that they're not getting stung by the twenty pence and the VAT interest on the DRS yeah. and the cans yeah. and the bottles. But then if they reverse it down south, so they're saying, well you can't fill grillers, it's illegal to fill grillers, but we're gonna and uh, but we're gonna punish you for the can we're not gonna give you the relief on the cans. It's a like it's just it's like not, it's not joined up. It's a shit
5: show. Simple yeah, shit show.
3: But that—that's total, total shit in it. Because you'll just go and you'll say, "Well, I'll have ten pints, but I want you to put it in this thing that's got a lid." <laughs> it's like when they try to get—it's like when they tried to get rid of the snake bite or diesel. We <laughs> just just buy two half pints and put it in a pint tumbler. It's just like, "Well, I'll take the I'll take the cheap pints off you, and then I'll pour them into this thing." So yeah. just put a hose on that, would you, and go and stick it in there? <laughs> but it's—it doesn't make any sense. How do you police that? Like, how are you going to make that illegal? What are you going to, what are you going to do? There's, there going also, to there's also a
6: bit of a follow-on for this as well because what they've done as well is they've, um, they've taken beer duty off completely, so there's no relief at all on any beers over eight and a half percent in any format. So anyone that makes it, Which is a out,
2: travesty. Where's your barrel yeah. age stuff going to go? You know all yeah, those. Yeah, yeah it, the the price of it's just going to go through the roof.
0: It's With weird. that there's something that yeah something i said i mentioned at the start of the year the back end of last year i can't remember what podcast it was and i think i think it was just us actually the four of us and i said basically do we do we feel like large dippers and and tippers are going to go out of fashion so to speak because people aren't going to brew them brew them because of of what you've just said there basically and they're going to it's just now just going to be a shit ton of kind of sessionable IPAs, low and no stuff that we're going to get stuck with, which it looks like it's probably going yeah, to be the case That's
5: that's what we came off thinking
2: Yeah, that's what we were worried about, yeah. all the stuff we love, the big dippers and tippers yeah, might, might yeah. be the end
1: am I, am I right in saying if you barrel age something um, <clears throat> so if you barrel age something and it increases in ABV, because obviously it's going in a barrel, so the, the chances are it will naturally increase you know, so you put something in at seven percent, and it comes out at eight percent. You have to pay, if the, you either have to pay an increase in tax on that, or you have to pay spirit duty depending on what the
5: barrel yeah, was. The, yeah, that's right. There was a discussion on that. The guy was next tax inspector, yeah. and he knew his stuff, but he he just reeled it off like a lawyer, and it just went over my head. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It was a complete. I don't know what's well, about just- to happen. The answer
3: is whatever, whatever way you think about it, you're fucked. That's well, effectively what they say, right? At the moment, there isn't there's much way around about it, yeah, unless you're fucking JD Witherspoon.
5: Basically, yeah. You know, or Johnny well Heineken watched. or something. Yeah, yeah. My thought with the growler fields as well. The pub co's and the big breweries have these chains of pubs. They don't do growler fields. They can't. No, and it won't. It won't matter to them if it's banned or made illegal. Will it? It's, uh, it's yeah.
0: not going to affect them at all.
5: Nope. And there was only one
3: in terms of supermarkets and stuff like that. There's only ever been one, wasn't it? It was it was Asda. So yeah, we sold
5: them. I in the
3: Milton Keynes, that was yeah. the one.
5: Yeah. Who's going to suffer
6: the most? Is anyone who produces lots of big dippers and anything you know, like you likes of Bird and Dayer, They are they're yeah. producing dippers every week. You know, and tippers. Well, I've heard, nobody just got into that, but you know that, and they're selling cans, so they're not going to get.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, fuck. Yeah. I mean, we just, like you said, we just had the, the triple putty. That yeah. was that was a 10 or a can, 11 quid a can. Next year that's going to be, or whenever, that'll be fucking like 20 quid a can, a quid or a can. Or no, they not, not, not obviously not make it.
3: it. It's not viable. to, to nah, it's not viable, it's viable. Now.
2: Yeah. no.
3: That's my... Why yeah, so... would you wait? Because it's not like the ingredients are any cheaper to relieve any, is it? It's... The ingredients are still going to be expensive, as expensive, if no more expensive well, than <laughs> Definitely yeah, nice. we saw
5: twenty five percent increase on our malt, which was yeah that that's been the biggest hit actually. Yeah, the hops not too bad, but yeah, malts was a big shock. And gas, gas, yeah, I was gonna
1: say. gas, and electricity. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. a bit, but yeah. So, did you guys come away thinking about sort of re like like sort of adjusting your sort of your stance within the industry? I suppose as in like what are we going to brew? Where are we going to pitch ourselves within? Let's be honest. It's a really competitive industry, but obviously where you're based, you know, like you say, because yeah. you've got the tap room, you can sort of like, you can sort of be self-efficient with a tap room because you know you're looking after local, uh, and it gives you that a little bit more flexibility in that sense, of course. But have you came away thinking? Maybe we are better sticking at you know four and a half percent and or five percent or you know something like that. Or are you just thinking we're we're just gonna continue doing what we do and see well, how we gonna we? Yeah, we've
5: come s- away. Yeah, we've seen a downtrend in dippers anyway, haven't we? That, that's really slowed up when we make one. Um IPAs we were gonna slow down on that anyway. Um but yeah, definitely came away thinking. We're going to have to go into the pale ale market more, but then, like you say, it's overcrowded it's, anyway. Well, it's going to be it's yeah. going to
0: be crazy if all that happens. Like, it's just going to be mental. Everyone's going to be doing them, yeah, just because of those simple factors. It's, I just, it's just, but it baffles me every single week when we talk to breweries that the industry, like Mark said, is just an absolute shit show, and an industry that employs so many people and is such a collaborative. Environment that it just gets just constantly fucked over left, right, and center.
5: Yeah, totally.
0: Constantly yeah. fucked over, and it just fucks me up. Yeah.
5: You asked us what made us go for it with the the commercial kit, and it's because we you know we emailed Beavertown, we emailed Cloud, <laughs> we met the Verdant guys, we yeah. met these guys, and all of them were encouraging and shared recipe secrets and. Mm-hmm sort of backed you it to come into the industry so but actually when you get into the industry the mafia that runs it are just a nightmare and the, not the craft beer people but the actual politicians and that, that run the industry are, yeah yeah pubco tied pubs yeah so it's, a, it's a mafia out there to yeah. so even
6: sell your beer locally through any pub you know you've got to go, you've got, to, you've, got to, you've just got to keep pushing
5: and pushing and even to get them to look at it and most of the pubs are completely tied it's celibate, isn't it? yeah. And even when yeah. you go in a free house, you find out that a big brewery has filled their bar out for them. So you can't even get it in a free house. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Mark's laughing because you've probably had that. Mate, you've,
1: you've summed up my last two weeks. Honestly, everything <laughs> you've just said, I'm like, you have summed up the last two weeks. I totally get it. It's, it is bullshit, man. We're tied because so-and-so just... the. They bought all our garden furniture, and they gave us five three kegs <laughs> of this shite lager or whatever you want to call it. And we've we've still got four kegs of it left because we can't shift it, but we've got all this garden
0: furniture, all shiny, for the piss and rain. Are you, are you actually joking? The 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 bought somebody said they bought garden furniture.
3: Uh, aye, I suppose I was supposed to, to watch what I say. But aye, <laughs> all right, well that doesn't surprise you, does it? If it's not garden furniture, it's they gave us. Well, it used to be. Can, I got. I uh, they supplied the supplied all ashtrays. Who so furniture? I've
1: had outdoor like um like dartboard stuff. Said I've had um and then and then it doesn't show up, and they've got like the beer sitting and can of shift. And honestly, I've honestly, it's really funny. I've had all the stories um the last couple of weeks. Well, oh, I see the last. Sh- couple you should weeks.
0: do a wee monologue and all these these things. That'd be great.
1: Uh, well, honestly, it's but it's what like you say, it's 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 macro it's macro beer, it's uh brew uh, brew pubs um all the rest of it that are want to punt their own stuff, want to keep you know, the there's okay, you've got ten taps in your bar, uh, we've got nine of them. Uh you can maybe shell out one other, on one other beer or one other keg line or whatever it is. You can fight everybody else that walks in can fight over it. Um and it's just it's mad, you know, and i i totally get it you know, and from I've, I've I've seen it from both sides I've seen it from not being able to not having a contract to supply specific pub groups and di- get in with the distributors and all the rest of it and I've seen it from having ties and all the rest of it, but it's the same stuff you start to come up against, you know or oh, what who who what beer do you pour? Well we've got Heineken, we've got Heineken Silver, we've got Moretti, we've got amstel we've got uh can't pass, can't pass in the now. Well we've got even thank town. you, we've got Necoil and Gamma ray on, you know, and, and then you're like, Okay, uh and the big green monster, the doom and the python down the stair that makes it near enough impossible for anybody else to tap into, you know, <laughs> unless it's like Booby Trap Central um try to tap into it. You know, and it's just but I get it, you know, and big business, you've got the money to do it. I do understand, you know, you want to monopolise, you want to saturate, you want to get as much beer out as humanly possible. Um, But for the local brewery, the, and I don't know how you guys, what it's like down uh, down your way, but, you know, local customers want to drink local beer, you know, and like, you walk into a bar in Scotland and there's Starupramen, Moretti, uh, Neck Oil, Amstel, Peroni, eh? <laughs> and then you go, yeah. What What's the local beer? And the guy goes, Oh, we might have a Belhaven Best or something, on it, mm-hmm. or we've got oh, Guinness. That's Ireland, right? That's over, you know, or whatever. And you think, <laughs> you know,
0: it's the same thing. Gaelic, is it? it oh, cool.
1: It's It's crazy, and you know, when you're a wee bit switched on in terms of the beer market, you think. Obviously, we're Edinburgh and Glasgow based, you know. So you think, well, I know there's, I know there's Camper Van and Stuart Bruin and Pilot and Overtone and you know fine ales and L- Loch Lomond and d- who, name the brewery like that pops up, and you think, right, well, where are they on? Oh well, no, you know, it just doesn't work. And
4: I don't know whether I it's same- you, like, I guarantee, like, maybe not, maybe not a hundred percent of pubs, but certainly a very high percentage of pubs we'd be able to be supplied by a brewery within 30 miles, no. either, either, you know, comf- comfortably, you know, so fucking be local. And it's just, it's so, like you say, it's so depressing and, and it's that need for consistency. It's that need for, oh yeah, that, it doesn't no matter that I've traveled through one end of the country to the other, I still want a pint of Stella or I still want yeah. a pint of fucking Carling <laughs> because that's what I drink in my local shithole pub that I go to on a Saturday night, so that's when I when I go to London or when I go to Glasgow or when I go to fucking Bristol, that's what I, that's I need to drink that, because that's what I drink. You yeah. know. Just fucking drink local. Stop
0: so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Not> here. <laughs> I, no blame. I, <laughs> well I look I look forward to your 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 written monologues, Mark. Shafted by a, a beer salesman.
1: I think it's hard because, you know, without diving in too much, like I totally get where you're coming from and you're so lucky that you guys have got your your own tap room, that you can, you know, you can promote, you can you can drive people to you to try. And, you know, you can still have, you know, a lager on, you know, or whatever it may be that is going to appeal to the masses, if that's the case, but it's going to be your lager. You know, it's oh, going man. to have your spin on it. Uh, it allows you to then, you know, it, it allows you to, you know, throw, some on the old pilot kit and throw a, funky donkey stout or whatever it might be and you know you've got right fuck it let's throw in a 20 litre key keg and we'll throw it in the tap room and we'll sell it for three quid a pint just to get rid of it or three quid a half or whatever the heck it is and you know oh you like that right well let's let's, you know we can mass brew it the next time and uh, it just allows you to it allows you to put your stamp on it but getting out into the big bad world you know out with your own space like, uh, it's you know, it's I, I don't. I I know how I know how difficult. I, I I I I I really really know how difficult it is. You know, and it's.
0: Can you feel his pain coming through? By uh, he's, he's fucking. You can, he's he's you greeting can, isn't he? No, you can. And you like, can like, wait to see
3: see how many um, imperial things get. you? I was talking the other week there about the the wiggle room with the old percentages. How many 8.49% Imperials are you going to get there to use the wiggle room? Uh, it's we'll actually it. 10. It's actually 10, but we'll call it 8.5. That's fine. Everyone's mislabeled. Gallant we might call it Lucas. We call it 10 Lupo Juice, which is our rare birthday Dipper, which is 9.1. I mean, yeah. we don't know what we're going to do
6: with that. <laughs> <laughs> the, um,
3: it's like the, we'll find in the the only kind of, not even, it's not a saving grace at all, but the tongue-in-cheek nature of the industry with craft beer as well will be that they'll absolutely find stuff like that. Like we've oh, seen in Posted This Week, we're talking about the DRS shit show. <laughs> um, shit show after shit show was the, the video of somebody putting in, typical Scotland, putting in a plastic bottle on a bit string into the test DRS machine and pulling it back out, and then putting it back in again, and then yeah. pulling it back out. They were on an infinite, infinite twenty penceies. <laughs> <laughs> they become a millionaire off returning mm-hmm. the same plastic bottle a thousand times, <laughs> just like zip. That was like typical Scotland. We would, we would one hundred percent find a loophole immediately. That's why they're <laughs> testing it on us, so we can they can find them on and, and close them off. By the time they launch it anywhere else, <laughs> um. fucking.
0: Money making machines, money making machines. Hey, gents, I want to. Are you guys switched over? I'm going just I right now. To, I need to hear like the fact, like aye. I wait. I wait until my girl opens
1: and we old, so we'll go. We'll go. We'll go
0: in. But... You can go in hard, go in hard on it. But uh it's it's fine. Like I said, the industry at the moment is a bit of a mess. It it really does annoy me that um there's not more support for the for this industry. Like I said, that employs so many people and um it's just, but. We'll overcome it. We aye, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, well
1: you say that but some will, will drink. Some, will. Some, some will some will. Some and will us will. Some will. And the thing me. is I think we're actually gonna lose a lot of really good breweries. And we've obviously lost some Not through COVID and all the rest of it, but we're gonna lose um a, a, like a lot of good breweries just because of the ball ache of managing whatever the sh- situation is. If it's you know, a can Heavy, you know, or you know, a bottle heavy um, brewery that punts out a lot of packaged stuff and doesn't deal with a lot of um, keg and uh, cask. If they're going to get stung with that and then off uh, of the duty and then off DRS, depending on where you are, of course, but that's
0: mine. DRS think. kicks in in uh, 2025 in England, I think it is. Right, well, you know.
5: But they're using you think guys about as it, a like... testing
0: ground again, are they? Nah, yeah, they just they just use us. So. Yeah, That'll be. <laughs> but the thing is,
1: there'll be there'll be so many fewer. Like you think about it from the bottle shop point of view in Scotland at the moment, they're they're not going to stock English breweries because it's not going to be worth English breweries sending beer over the border because they're going to get hit with this tax, right? So then. Scottish uh, independents are going to be then hunting for shelf space to be filled, which in theory should be great for Scottish-led breweries that are predominant in package. But how many breweries in Scotland at the moment that are not currently doing package are going to be able to fulfil and brew, like you guys just said, How are we then going to meet the demand of, right, well, we've got our our distribution, we've got our keg customers, we've got our cash customers, because that's the core business that we've got at the moment. However, 20 independents have said, we're going to have shelf space for you. Can you brew an extra however many thousand litres, send it away and pay for somebody to package it for you, which is obviously an additional cost, and then we'll, you know, like, and then there's all these knock-on effects, like, people that have got big Bank rules might be able to afford to do that. But shipping your cans away, shipping your bottles away for someone to package it for you, one's expensive, two's time-consuming, two, you lose um, quality control on it because it's It's off your site. You know, and it just turns... So by the time it hits the bottle shop, it's going to be 25 quid for a pale ale and can. It's never going to shift. (laughs) It's just... It's right. it's right, Sorry, it's off all right, It's all right.
0: Don't, stress. Don't stress. Gavin has got the solution. I've just set up a business called Gavin's Exotic Beers, and I'm, I'm shipping beer. I'm, I'm getting a van, going a bit south I'm of England. Just going to drive. Driving off.
1: Fair <laughs> play. Anyways, can Man. I? Um, well, as my blood pressure's coming back down. Aye. But, um,
0: don't know what the fuck happened to you there. Mate, yeah, I, I need I, a drink after that. Yeah. Are we depress each other? You can. <laughs> now, you that, can, we're all, all now right. that we're all near a cliff Aye. you can
1: tell I'm a bee bit overly passionate about that but that's uh, anyway uh, so Gil I'm guessing you're the same as me, fat head, American brown ale, 7.4% and it says um,
3: you say that hop you've never heard
1: before I, um, I've not even got round to the hop yet but um, I, 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 I purposely Comet, El do. And what's that? <laughs> Anthemum. Anthemum.
5: Yeah. Oh, well, I'll take yeah.
0: that. There you go. I purposely missed it. It's
5: one of the hops that was used in the original, oh. the early days, punk.
3: <laughs> oh. Ah, <laughs> well, we'll pour, we'll pour <laughs> one out for all the old school brood, day, don't we? When it was good.
1: You guys remember
6: Punk IPA when it was in the first.
1: Out in the bottles, but it was an
5: idea.
1: Oh, it
0: was yeah. five point seven, was it five point four? Mm. Uh, was it five point four percent? yeah, was, yeah, proper lovely, wasn't it? We yeah, had the uh, the first um, Bulldog place in Edinburgh at the Grass yeah. Market. That I, mean. I was
1: mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody about the original Elvis juice the other day, and how incredible Elvis juice was, and how I was like, I, I feel like it was a mistake. They've made a, a shitty IPA and they just flung like some form of grapefruit in it to like cover it up, <laughs> and it just turned out incredible. But um, I remember drinking it by like on it, it going because that was the old was it six point two percent the old Elvis juice or whatever yeah, it, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Delicious, delicious. Anyway, I'm well, gonna I, spin.
6: I found a, um, I found an old beer tasting um, uh, menu that we'd had it was in it was in um, Prince Town, and um, I can remember the day we all went. And um, I look back, and there was this was like back in 2014, and then um, there was one beer we couldn't work it out. It smelled of weed, didn't it? Yeah. We I mean, we could not work it out. We'd never ever experienced. This was before the days of us finding Simcoe Centennial, all of these hops. And then um, we'd drunk this real ale, didn't we? It was from a cask, mm. and it was like we could not believe it at the time. And then I kind of forgot all about it, and the years went on. And then I found the little thing the other day. And it was um, it was a brewdog beer on cask.
0: Yeah, and it was called that's Sunshine something, but that's
6: unfortunate. It blew our <laughs> minds,
1: didn't it? Yeah, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah. But the thing is, though, that's when dog were awesome. Like, nah, and I've got yeah. all respect for them back then. Like, I don't have too much respect for them now, but like, they were incredible. And from a a Scottish craft beer position, you know what they've done for the industry in Scotland and in the UK as a whole, I suppose is. Incredible, you know they've opened up gateways for you know people to dream big. Um, yeah. Legendary, they. weren't they? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just now they are a macro brewery and they can pre- pretend they're punk all they want, but they are an, uh, they're a macro brewery, now. macro. So fuck them anyway.
2: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on head. In. I'm I'm mega impressed. I I told you, you know uh, wow. see what you mean, Gab, in terms of. It's a bit of a head twister, and when I started drinking it, I was a bit like, I'm not really getting too much flavour off it. As it's kind of warmed up a wee bit, I feel like the full flavour's coming out of it more. Um, I'm getting the, the, the total, kind of the malty toffee aspect these were talking about, there's a sweetness to it, but then...
6: You had a jazz
1: first. That yeah. jazz will have... It will have yeah, um, I did... I've done the usual couple of of swigs on it to try and get uh, rid of the the first beer, but um, it's just... It it smells incredible, I've got to admit. Like, it is... It's a modish smell. It's like a... It reminds me of cask ale, if I'm being honest. You know, when you get, like, a pint of, um, you know, like a, a bitter or an amber ale or a brown ale, you know, like, something like that. But, like, that you... It's one of the ones you pour it and it, it sits, and you think this is going to be a quality pint, you know, like on Cascade, and that's what it smelled like. But it totally took me back to the the hop combo and the what you see—the kind of the stone fruity part of it—kind it of messes with your head when you look at it, which yep. I absolutely love because well, we we've spoken about this before in terms of beer that i I wanted to brew myself and we've we've tried as in like brewing dark beer that tastes like light beer Mm -hmm. and i think this is exactly what that is it's a light beer and can i just say again uh you are hiding 7.4 percent somewhere tremendously there's uh, there's nowhere (laughs) near this this basically i've drank two like if you flipped the can ABVs around, I would still I would maybe believe you. You know what I mean? Like thinking the jazz was seven percent and this was four <laughs> percent. Like it's ridiculous. Um,
0: it's it's probably going to be it's, it's probably going to be the way yeah. forward. Yeah. Maybe is actually coming. Give it how to hide your how to hide your ABV. It's not. It's honestly. It's 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 not ten percent. It's six point four. I'm on Gil, you're on the same thoughts.
3: That's superb. That's. Um... I love the kind of, it's almost got a kind of woody, almost savoury, kind of toasty, caramelised stuff at the front. And then it just gives way to almost like kind of citrus, kind of grapefruit, tropical kind of vibes. It's got just bags of flavour that just grows um, a depth to it, which is what you're kind of wanting and something that's got a bit... The, the 7.4% like you say is hidden well so it doesn't taste boozy at all it just has a depth of flavor to it that that grows and you can imagine that like Mark says it's got that kind of it would be perfectly enjoyable and, and complex enough to have at whatever temperature just at the fridge or let it warm up a bit or somewhere on cask or whatever it would go it would go perfectly with any of those environments I just love how kind of it's got that old school kind of flavor injection to it and a Decent bit of mouthfeel feeling, yeah. a, a good kind of kick well, up the ass. Missing and and some stuff these days, and and brown ales are, are kind of underserved at the moment, and that's a, a perfect example. It's superb. I could drink. Well, definitely drink. I'll definitely uh, drink the two of them. That's for sure. That was the exact <laughs> word. Do <laughs> you, you do to it on, cask? Point, we, on
1: cask? Do my own cask. Into into a, <throat> a nine gallon cask and
6: actually sell it and actually of a margin. It was about hundred ninety quid, wasn't yeah. it? No. Oh. Something
3: I mean like that. it was not gonna happen. It won't gonna yeah. happen. That's what it should be. But yeah, would that be a pint? How much? How long would we need to spend at the tap room to the <laughs> casky?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> to commission, to commission and <laughs> drink.
5: Well, we went across to Manchester and it was seven pound a pint, wasn't it? Some places. Some oh, beer. that's uh, oh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh prices mate. Yeah. Right. Imagine what that would be. Quite like, a um, fact. I'd, yeah. yeah. Waft. Pound
4: a pint. <laughs> yeah.
1: Waft you know difference. what the thing is, though. There would be a place that would sell it. Hmm. Oh, I love
6: it. Beer in London. Yeah. Was twenty pound a pint, wouldn't it? Fuck. Oh,
3: oh, that
2: looks like American beer, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. That's crazy. Just
3: leave your wallet at the door.
0: Aye, thank you very much. It's, it's... I, didn't even, I
2: didn't even drink mine. I gave it to Gary because so
1: I didn't like it. <laughs> 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 hey, <for> twenty quid <laughs> a <quarter laughs> pint, I would have drank it.
3: I I, no, did £20 a pint you better be sure I'd have been testing everything until I found one I did. My I just have a myth of that one or that one. <laughs> it's like fucking picking an engagement yeah. ring, it's that expensive.
2: <laughs>
3: it's I, car find, shopping. I'm definitely test driving a good few years I, exactly. I make a decision.
0: I find that um Fathead is, is one of those beers um that is a, a conversation starter um in terms of you 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 drink the beer and you just kind of you find yourself looking at the space going, what the fuck have I just dropped, drank there? And you go back yeah, again, well, and, you're sta- yeah, and-, and you're staring at the can going, what the fuck's in that? And then you go again and go, this is really good, but what the fuck's going on here? But it's it's it's, on, it's a conversation beer. It's, I think it's fucking brilliant, personally. The question is, if would you buy another can? It, fuck
1: yes. 100%. See, so that's the thing. Like We've had these conversation pieces before, haven't we? Aye. And... That's the question I always come back to: Is would you like if you were sitting in the pub, would you drink or would you buy another gin? And the answer to it is yes. Like, could you drink three or four pints of these? Probably not because I balloons, think you
0: could get to, I think you can get to four. Uh,
5: the four. The bones in your legs have gone before you're that. You're really smiling yeah. when you're saying that. Yeah, my well, <laughs> friends, um, they had
6: some. They had on draft. They had, it, they, had on, they had a couple of kegs of it in um, Topsham Brewery in Exeter. And a
1: friend of
6: ours
3: drinks that quite regularly, and he said he had four pints of, bad, and then
1: went over. <laughs> <at roast. laughs> um, right, done and the, the sunshine. I was going to say the done the throat. backstroke home. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. up <laughs> with
3: well, But it's one you would like. You're saying Mark, you would definitely go and get it again, just to would. try and just to try and figure it. Out, but also because it's so it's, it's so when you're drinking it, you it can is. definitely get. And I bet you would get something different for both in terms of. Yeah just your what you fo- what your taste buds kind of focus on and, and what you go to and with beer being so subjective everybody's going to get something slightly different depending on what your palate is, are you going looking for the kind of tropical flavour or do you like the kind of malty backpouring that it's got yep. and that kind of caramelised sweetness that you're looking for, Is it's kind of got something for everybody in it that's it's superb and the depth it's of flavour is incredible
1: I totally agree with you, the interesting thing for me, and, like I would love to get your guys, uh, your thoughts on it but it's sort of like the modernization of classics, if that's the best way to like put it. But like yeah. we've seen it like the last six months, tw- twelve months maybe, you know, because two two years ago it was Nipas, it was Dippas, we moved into Tippas, we hit quads <laughs> at one point. Quads. You had all that kind of stuff, right? We've came back round to No and low and table beers and Everybody trying to do the kernels table beer and all that kind of stuff, right? And then but what I've seen recently is people have kinda of started thinking outside the box like we spoke about it and we've seen bitters and milds and you know, eighty shillings, seventy shillings, sixty shill, you know, all those kind of things. And people and like craft breweries are thinking you know, I grew up drinking an 80 shilling in the pub, or I grew up drinking a, a bitter, my dad used to drink a bitter, but you know, the old and excuse this for anybody that loves that beer and Callum's off, so it's fine, but the toilet water of the old days right, <laughs> that used to just kind of go down was, it's probably not going to fit into the uh the niche and the marketing that, you know, Stannery have, that, you know, what name the brewery has, right, yeah. and Putting your own spin on sort of classics is, I think, becoming quite popular. And I feel like brown ale, I think, is probably in that mess maybe. Do you see, have, have you done any other what I would classify as classic styles or do you see any other uh, styles yeah, coming up in the future? We've
6: done, a, we've done an English hot pizza, didn't we? When yeah. George, we yeah, use really a similar style to to Fathead. Because to be honest, once you've got that sort of base idea of how we do it a lot. A lot yeah. of the um, hops Fathead goes in well for. And um, so you don't get, you don't lose quite so much volume in the dry hop as well. And um, yeah, William George was a um, an English hop bitter we did with Brookhouse hops. So mm-hmm. we used, to, uh, we showcased Phoenix and uh, Brambling Cross. And um, that's definitely a style that um, that we like, and it went down very well. But the only problem is just you know if if you made that English, you made that bitter again, and you made it with fired ingredients, mm-hmm. fired hops, it would be so much better, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There you go, plan, <laughs> plan, it's boom. cool.
1: It's yeah. cool that that's how your brain works though, isn't it? You you know, you, f- you stumble across something and you think, you know, fathead, it's delicious, it's got this and that, but then you can take the base of that or you can take the hop uh, profile yeah. of that and far, throw yeah. it into something else and it'll turn in, you know, you throw the hop profile of this into another one that's, you know, got a slightly different malt bill and you're going to th- come up with a really wicked, wicked beer. I just, I, before I left, uh, Alchemy. We have done a, a a collaboration with a Glasgow brewery on like a like a seventy shilling, and it was really interesting trying to like watching the guys do like the like build the recipe, which was obviously a really classic kind of malt forward recipe, but still trying and add some modern twist to it as well. And just sitting watching people, like, I wonder if we throw that in or if we add a wee bit more boil time to give us this and then take that away, and I was just thinking, this is incredible, like, watching, you know, like, especially when it was a collaboration because you've got two sets of brewers, like, try to put their wee spin on it, um, and I just think the more people that that take on these things, the, there is definitely a market for it within the craft beer industry, because everybody's grew up with, you know, their dads, them, you know, we all yep. went to the pub. We drank lager, but most of our dads oh, drank
6: mild and bitter and bitter, a bitter, a a, like a pass. Yeah. yeah,
1: So yeah. The there you go. Get get. Well, if, <laughs> re, I can't re- re- wait out. for
3: the 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 craft, the craft micro or or kind of lower ABV stubby. That would be good. No. Like bar like barbecue stubby, like a decent version of like beer door or something like that. Like if you're going with kind of eighties, nineties dad vibe, Adidas Sambas and <laughs> really and really small and small bottles of like twenty packs a two point eight percent.
0: Lager, yeah, but, yeah. Have
3: it, but have it actually taste like something instead of the absolute dross that was inevitably in a <laughs> <laughs> single yeah. one of those balls this that, is, that, that accompanied every barbecue in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, the little balls of Bavaria you used to get. Aye, yeah. yeah, right, the ones, but good beer yeah. insight. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is one of the conversations we had on the back
6: of um, that beer duty thing, was like the 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 threshold the of no beer duty has now been moved from 0.5, which is your your alcohol-free, to 1.3 or 1.2, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were like, We had this conversation. If you, if you could make a a 1.2 that tasted like jazz, you're the same body and thickness as that, but very, very low alcohol, yeah. So when you're sitting there drinking it, you think that you're drinking a four percent beer, mm-hmm. but it's 1.2 that's that's got to be a win. And then, right, like I was saying, little um, those little
0: we stubbies, though, yeah,
6: eh? Red Bull cans, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man.
4: yeah.
3: Mark thinks, was... they are, Mark thinks they're Mark thinks they're perfect for us. Even the smaller ones, isn't it? The wee one two uh, five or two fifty mil cans. Yes. Uh, he Mark thinks that they're so he's he Mark doesn't really like sours very much. I don't mind them. Um, I can drink uh, a sour sorry. I can drink a sour. But he says if there ever is a place for a sour it's in a hundred and fifty or two hundred mil can uh, to have uh, like I as a palate cleanser. Aye, yeah, so if you were moving, if you were moving between one and the other, you could you kind know, of have a a palate cleanser, some sort of raspberry based, something or other, like a Negroni sized can. Yeah. So this will be him have devised the other device the can. Yeah. There it is. Oh, What's that? A co- is it that? Is, is that a
1: cocktail? This is my. It's a cocktail, but this is my pitch. This is what I'm. Like I, honestly,
0: you know, I'm like a dug with a bone with stuff. Aye, ah, like, you've been digging with a bone for about a year. With this fucking thing. I'm
1: trying to get.
0: So this is a. A hundred
1: mil can. This is what I want people to brew sours in. This is it, like simple, dumpy. <laughs> a short dump shower. I just try
5: to say, can it? <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know how they do it, but um...
6: would the lift? Would it lift up high enough?
1: <laughs> I don't know, you would probably need a, like a, an, a like an attachment because the base is actually not the same size as a normal can either, so you'd probably need an attachment just to lift it Well, and, I mean, you would, need, then...
3: you would need to tap into the boys at uh, Coca-Cola and 7-Up that do the refund size cans Right yeah. What will be an
2: every-packed across the land
3: Yeah, yeah I know, that would be good day eh? You're 9.5% sour, there you go <laughs> 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 yeah. this, this is up uh, my
0: lunch, bingo
1: this one's a 32% old-fashioned and this one, one so I <laughs> 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 oh,
0: anyway, Christ. That's no bad, going. That's no that's bad. 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 Oh, that's but giving I... me a lunch. But
3: but, aye, a wee, some, some good kind of, like a proper craft barbecue beer would be good. Aye. I think that would be, I can imagine that going down well at kind of, like, barbecue joints and those kind of like we were talking about Markley places in Edinburgh that do all the street food and stuff like that, something that was super fresh and zingy, but you could you could shift in and that kind of quantity of yeah. a decent, not too high an ABV, and it. it might be the way things are going based on the hole that's there. You might end up going back to that. Yeah, Anything yeah. you stay away from. Yeah, looking Bob Heineken or whoever it is, this it's <laughs> nonsense, man. Definitely,
0: uh, conscious of the time, but I want to look kind of forward to the future of Stanley. What have you guys got coming out, and what should we look forward to?
5: Collab on Friday with Black Iris.
0: Yeah, we have got collab,
6: so quite excited about that f- first one of the year, and yep. um, yeah, It's going to be a nice, exciting punchy beer. Um, We've been making some kombucha, some non-alcoholic kombucha. Oh, uh, nice. that's, we're carrying oh. that this week. This week, so um, we're making three different kombuchas: lemon and lime, a, and then from that base recipe of lemon and lime, we make a um, turmeric and ginger, and then the last one we dry hop it, and uh, we're doing a. It's called hoochie Boochie. and it's a, it's basically <laughs> a dry hop kombucha.
3: Brilliant. The name. You'll go at the you'll go at the tap room, is it, to launch the kombucha Is that it's we have already launched it there?
6: in small, so because we're over, so I made it up small and just mucked around with the flavours. So we've already had it on the taps and uh, it went down very well. Yeah, um, so really well, yeah. And um, we just and we've got loads of pre-orders for it, but we, to be honest with you, it's just been time of year and things, and we we haven't we it's the getting the label done and getting it right and things has taken a bit longer than we wanted and. Uh, um, when you make your first batch of anything, it's not so it's so, so much different with beer. Like you, you 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 add your hops. You add it's really straightforward. Even but with kombucha, we had you had your base kombucha, your your phase one, if you like, yeah. um, of it with the tea, and then when you transfer it to the dry hop, um, to the FV, we cold crashed it and um, carbonated it, and then adding the syrups to get to the right level. Has been really difficult actually to get the right amount of sweetness and uh, not be too sweet for for, for a first time. Yeah. So um, it's it's ready now, or at least the lemon and lime one's ready, and then the turmeric and ginger after, and then the dry hop. So um, we'll see.
0: Sounds interesting. It sounds interesting. In terms of tap room, I know like said, you guys do um, some entertainment here and there in the tap room. Is there anything we can look forward to of the next and coming? We've got coming?
6: Baskery playing this weekend, which is a uh, three sw- hot Swedish chicks. One of them lives locally, and the other, one lives in Berlin, the other one lives in Sweden. They they come wow. here once a year, and they're, they're like on national tour at the minute, but they've, they're coming Amazing.
1: this weekend.
6: That's so Baskery. That's really quite
5: exciting. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much sold out already, isn't it? Yeah. And then we've got a load of local bands coming in. Music every weekend now. Local bands for the next few months, yeah. Now the <laughs> winter's on its way out, and then, yeah, then push towards the summer.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. I love, it. I love when, I, honestly, like, see... There's nothing better. Good tat room, good beer, live music. Fucking sign me up.
6: Street food as well.
0: Street food. I was going to say.
6: I'm having a wee look on the <laughs> website.
3: The old, the pizza places, and I'm starving again. I was okay. going to say,
1: Miguel will always find the scran before he finds the beer. That's his. One hundred percent. I think. I, I think it's a testament. You know, you're putting the effort into your local space to bring people in. You know, having live music. Good food, good beer. You know, it's just a, a especially at the weekends. You know, um, that, to drive people towards you, and as the weather, f- fingers crossed, gets better. Um, I know you are basically in France doing that, your neck of the woods. So your weather will be <laughs> yeah. your, your weather will be pretty good compared to others, But um, you know, the, at the same time, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it, it's just a it's a really it's an exciting time, isn't it? You know, when you you get this stage, we've went through. A, a crummy winter. It's been dark, miserable. But now you're kind of coming through, and you're thinking bands are getting booked. You know, you know, beer tents are coming out. You know, we're gonna get the like, we'll we'll get a parade, whatever it may be. We'll get parade. the parade. <laughs> well, you know, we'll get the sand buckets out. We'll get you know people about to hit, uh, uh, hit the beach in a couple of pints, whatever it is. It's um, good. We had a good summer
6: last year, didn't we? It was yeah, like, really good. Because we, had, you know, we came from the back of COVID into the summer, and we were like. You know, locked, no one was really going on all day. We were expecting a fairly busy summer, and it's built up and up and up. And actually, to this year, um, we've been very, very well organised in getting the bands booked in. The guys have done well, and you know, at the moment, we've had three the last last weekend and the weekend before, and then this weekend, and then it follows on. We've, we're fully booked every weekend at the minute, aren't we? yeah
3: you so, went, went, went for a period where nobody was going on holiday because he couldn't be getting in quick enough to now nobody's going on holiday because he can't fucking
0: afford it. Afford yeah. so yeah.
3: yeah. so just stay. He'll just stay here and drink beer, which is good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Excellent.
0: Best, best way for it, best way for it. And gentlemen, where is the best place for anyone who's listening to the podcast to grab hold of your beer?
5: We have got beer going out to Manchester, the Crown and Kettle tomorrow. Um, the place, I can't remember the name, we
6: would use Sue Hayward? Where did that go? That's got a lot of beer. Yeah, bottle, uh,
1: bottle,
0: oh. all on our website. Aberystwyth. Yeah. Yeah. There you bottle go. Yeah. Good answer. Bottle, there's the train oh. media man.
6: Bingo. Bottle and barrel in Aberystwyth, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Ah, Um,
6: guys, oh, goes out all over. We got We got good partners in Sheffield, Manchester, Liverpool. Um, with Wales is superb, isn't it? We have a load of. stuff. a of load Wales. of stuff yeah. goes up to those yeah. guys up there. No fancy Yeah
2: Um, and
0: on our website Amazing, and obviously if you're in the area make sure you you, you hit up the um, tap room and you can get your beer fresh fucking as fresh as it ever is going to be, um, directly from the tap room, or visit the website Um, go on the website, grab yourself some of these cans, Uh, you're literally not going to be disappointed with any beer you're going to pick up, Fathead is fucking ridiculous Um.
1: I've got to ask the question before we finish up because oh,
0: fuck what are you
1: what are no you no it's a nice easy one because it, it wouldn't be Mr West Coast and not ask oh, I no, see okay. on the website the West Coast is coming soon when how soon because if you're I'm hoping your West Coast will stack up with the other beers but let's be honest West is the the probably the hardest beer to
6: make uh, and, I will,
0: you know, with you it's fucking difficult not Oh
5: yeah! Oh, there's a tease. Yeah. A Ooh, little bit of advice, yeah. We
6: were yeah. at, um, so we were at, we were very lucky to be invited to um, the th- second or was it third Vessel Festival last year. Um, we were sat we're, our stand was right next to Bates from Duration. Yeah. So, like, we, were, like, we had a little taste of this West Coast. and was all three of us like, oh, yeah, hell hell what yeah. the fuck. What's that? Like, I couldn't work it out. I was like, and um, yeah, he gave us a couple of little pointers. And uh, to be honest with you, um, reverse camber the,
5: our West Coast has never ever been better, is it? No, never looked back from that point.
6: No, yeah. just Bates just giving us a little pointer on where we yeah. were. You know, just a couple of little things. I mean, and um, but, yeah, we it's made such a difference. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: I I was raging. I got a box delivered from Duration this uh, last week, and the West wasn't in it.
5: And I was like, Whoa. fuck off! Like that's bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. his, his West Coast. I don't remember Bison. the name, but it was. It had Simcoe and Citra, yeah. but it had this beautiful pineyness to it. And it was. We had to ask him, right? How'd you do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were lucky enough. He gave up his secret. So, yeah. So. For for if,
1: if if someone was looking to put an order in, but obviously waiting until the west coast was going to be available, when should this person put an order? Wait to put an <laughs> order in.
5: We've got a batch of four beers to do now, it's which is next, yeah, next. being the next batch of four. Yeah. so you're looking at probably April. in April into May.
4: Yeah. I'd say June. There you go. April into May. Wait, till June. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Definitely it. before
5: August. Yeah, we'll be um... <laughs> They'll be getting me to make that by the end of April, I bet you. Yeah, it's got to come
0: back. It's a <laughs> yeah. local favourite as well, so, yeah. Uh, superb, right. superb. Well, like I said, make sure you hit the website, standardbrewing.shop, Brewing, uh, and give yourself some of the beers. If you are a bruiser subscriber, which I know most of you are, and as, as well as we are, they're also on Brewzer, so get them signed up one month on your Brewzer subscription, um, which isn't a bad thing. Like I said, go down to the website. Um there is 30, if you spend thirty pound or more you can get free next day delivery, which I am a slag for next day delivery. And free delivery as well. <laughs> all about the free delivery. Like I said, StanleyBruin dot shop. Um head to the website, head to the social media pages, search for Stanley Brown, like follow and share all their content while you're at it. You may as well follow the Beer Fridge Podcast as well. Uh, whatever you're listening, give us a five star rating. We're big slags for that as well, and you can show support official support, I should say, by heading to our Patreon page, Patreon.com forward slash Beer Fridge Podcast, get access to exclusive content and much, much more. Patreon.com forward slash Beer Fridge Podcast, gents. Fucking amazing having you on the podcast. The beer is outstanding and I've got a funny feeling you'll get some orders heading your way very, very soon from uh, four podcasters in particular. Um, um, I'm in.
1: As soon as the Westie's available, um, you will definitely receive... You'll uh, be in like a dog-eating beetroot. A Doug
2: eating hey, good man. You an email. Yeah. yeah, we'll let you know when it's ready.
0: Sounds good to me. He thank will you. be right in there. Gents, absolute pleasure having you in the podcast, uh, and until next time, goodbye. bye
5: no, Thank Cheers. you. Cheers,